welcome into our MMA only episode of the Early Edge. If you've been following us the last several weeks, then you're still counting your money because we are red freaking hot. And this week, how about this? All three of the major organizations are in the show. PFL 6 Friday night, of course, me and my guy are the betting gurus for the PFL on ESPN. Bellator, UFC, we've all got it right here. Let's bring in the star of the show. Right now, I mean, when he walks around, he literally has smoke behind him. He is so hot. Ian Parker, hello to you, sir. Hello to you, coach. This is going to be an action-packed week. It's time to separate the uh, the boys from the men and go right to the window. Let's do it. I wish you guys could see what this man is like on Mondays and Tuesdays when he's just firing off text saying, can we get to Thursday already? And we're Facts. Here, so let's get to it. We're going to start PFL 6. There, I, Because of canceled fights, I believe there's 12 on the card Friday night, and eight eight are on ESPN Plus, four on ESPN Two. And let's start, Ian. Taylor Gardado, Laura Sanchez. Gardado is a minus 150 favorite. This is a women's lightweight fight. What do you? We're gonna roll with Taylor Gardado here. We had her in the first fight, and I think she's gonna do the exact same thing against another kickboxer. Look, Sanchez is tough. She doesn't go away so easy. She continues to come forward, but the ground game isn't there. She's very inexperienced, and Gardado's got a great camp behind her at Extreme Gotour. Eric Nisik is the coach. This should be very simple. Press forward, take her down, hold her there, and I think that's how Gardado gets it done. The beauty of the PFL is it's a regular season. They have playoffs, and one of the former champions is Lance Palmer. He's an underdog against Mavlev Habulaev. Nailed it. Featherweight. Habulaev is a minus 150 favorite. What do you like? Yeah, unfortunately, I think the uh, Lance, the party, Palmer, I think the party's over. I hate to say it. I think against Bubba Jenkins, uh, you know, we saw where he flawed. He wasn't pressing forward. He was being out-wrestled. If he can't out-wrestle someone or dictate the pace... He gets lost, and it's weird to say that because he really hasn't lost before that. But Habulayev is was supposed to go to the finals originally last year. He got hurt in his fight. This is a guy who's well-rounded, endless gas tank, will be the better striker, and honestly will be the better grappler and knows how to control his opponent. I think Palmer drew a really poor uh, bounce-back fight here. I like Habulayev, especially at these numbers. Oh, I certainly do. And, and our baseline for anybody that's brand new, and there's a lot of you out there because we're growing and all you're telling all your friends, Minus 200 is our baseline. Anything above that, we consider high odds. Anything below that is something that we can bet straight. All right, before, we always make you make a pick on the main event of every single card, but I want you to give me three fighters that I can put into a parlay, into Parker's parlay, to bring the numbers down as something that I can chew on. What do you got? Yeah, we'll start off with Jenna Fabian. Very strong athlete, strong kickboxer. We saw in her last fight, extremely composed. Her opponent is 2-1 and one in the last fight. We saw her get smoked by Larissa Pacheco. Fabian's got way better striking. I expect that to be one of our easier wins. Uh, Capaloza, we saw him as a huge underdog get a knockout. He is now fighting someone, Mohamed Duris, who is a very hesitant striker. If he can't get the fight to the ground, he gets lost. Bad cardio. Capaloza gets it done here. And my personal pick to win the heavyweight division, Goltsov, he should get it done. Now, sales looked very good against Mohamed Usman. We saw someone that was refreshed. Cardio combinations, but Goltsov is just so good everywhere. So we're going to go Fabian, Capaloza, Goltsov at plus 148. I love that plus 148 number. Now, one of your big picks this year that got all the attention of the MMA world was when Ian Parker took a minus 2,000 favorite in Kayla Harrison, who is a former champion of the Million Dollar Prize, and brought it all the way down into the minus 100s. Kayla Harrison, once again, is a huge favorite. This time, 
taking on Cindy Danduol. How are you going to bring the number down to something that we can play with? Talk to me. We're going to go right back to the well. Sometimes, uh, you know, don't fix it if it's not broken. And that's what we're going to do here. We're going to go Kayla Harrison by TKO or KO. Or if you want to say by DQ, that's just how the prop gets added in, which is actually kind of funny. As you saw in the last fight, Cindy Danduol's striking is... Ben Askren level, you know, it's very low. It's, it's below average, unfortunately, but she's a good, decent grappler. You know, I think with what you saw in Kayla Harrison, she's looking to make a statement when she was on top of Morais in her last fight, the woman's neck was wide open for a choke. She wanted to make a statement. She wanted to be the juggernaut. She wanted to just ground and pound and she will be the better striker in this fight. So we're going to do it again. Kayla Harrison by TKO or KO and minus 115 instead of minus 2000. I think in a weird way that Clarissa Shields winning uh last week or the week before actually helped us because Kayla Harrison does not like the fact that she's getting all this attention and she made it very very clear after her last win and I believe she wants to make another statement this week I'm with you on that all right let's switch gears now to Bellator uh main card 9 p.m prelim 6 p.m it's in the family it's showtime uh we've got two plays from Bellator let's start with Watanabe and uh I always mispronounce Liz Carmouche women's flyweight what do you like here Liz Carmouche is a seasoned veteran, has seen it all, fought it all. However, as you saw in her last fight, slow starter, a decent, a good grappler, striker, but she's fighting an explosive Kana Watanabe who is a very good grappler, faster, and it's not often you see someone be as physically tough as Liz Carmouche, and I think that's who Watanabe is. She's also going to be the taller, rangier fighter here. I'm actually surprised this is plus 165. I thought this could be like a plus 110. So the value is 100% Watanabe. You saw in that last fight, she eked out a split decision against a very tough grappler. You know, this this fighter can do it all, and I think that Carmouche is the right step up in competition for her to be really considered a title contender. And we are making Watanabe. We're bringing it back by popular demand. Chiefs dog of the day. <laughs> I love it. All right. Our second. <laughs> I love it. Go All on. right. Sydney Outlaw, minus 150 favorite over Miles Jury. Lightweight fight. What do you like? Miles Jury is a UFC vet. We, we've seen what he does. He's a good grappler. He's very hard to put away. Good striker. But again, sometimes his hesitation really has held him to being. A prospect that's been in the past. I think Sydney Outlaw is a prospect on the rise. He got a very, very tough fight against Michael Chandler in short notice, and he got knocked out. It was the only time that's ever happened to him. Sydney's a great grappler. I think he's going to be the faster and stronger guy here, and I think his aggression will lead that fight to the ground. Jury has a lot of trouble getting up sometimes against a top-heavy wrestler, and I see that's what's going to happen with this fight with Sydney Outlaw. All right, so those are our Friday cards. So let's go ahead and take a quick little recap of PFL and Bellator before we get to the UFC. And it looks a little something like this. PFL, Gordado, uh, Habulaev, uh, Kayla Harrison by TKO, KO, or DQ. And then Parker's Parlay from PFL, Fabian Kapalotsa and Goldsop. Uh, then from Bellator, we're going to go Watanabe, plus 165, Chiefs Dog of the Day. And then Sydney Outlaw, minus 150. But we have more UFC. We love the UFC. We're cashing on the UFC. So let's go. Main card. Very important start time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific. What? Prelims, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. I'm going to get up, eat my breakfast, and watch UFC. So let's start with Tim Means. Nicholas Dalby. Means is a minus-130 favorite. This is a welterweight fight. What do you like? 
Yeah, I like the Dirty Bird. Tim Means here. I think his range, his striking is better than Dalby's, and I think his ground game, on, especially on top, is is way better as well. Dalby's tough, though. You know, he really never gives up. He just puts himself in a lot of bad positions, and against Tim Means, you can't do that. You know, Means was supposed to fight last week. His opponent got sick or injured last minute, whatever the case may be. So he's in good shape. He's trained. I don't know what type of shape Dalby is taking this on short notice. So I like Tim Means here. You know, with Means, we just if it's a Tim Means that I really like to see, the one who comes forward, who turns this into a sloppy brawl, Means gets it done. That's what he loves. And we're only laying 30 cents. So I don't mind laying that number, uh, especially if we can on that guy, the real Tim Means. All right, another fighter that I love is Tanner Bozier. Love Tanner Bozier. He's a minus 175 favorite over Vince St. That, quite honestly, he's had a big name. He's been around for a while, but he's just not that great of a fighter anymore. What do you like in this matchup? Yeah, St. Prue's kind of become that one-trick pony with that with that choke that he does, you know, which is now the, the Von Flu. Now it's the Von St. Prue choke. You know, the problem, though, is that he doesn't know who he is as a fighter anymore. I think he's just hanging around collecting paychecks. He's going from heavyweight to light heavyweight with very little to no success over the last couple of years. Bozer is as fired up as ever, coming off of a split decision loss that I actually thought he won or should have been a draw against Ilya Latifi. Latifi landed literally eight total strikes in the whole fight, I think. And somehow, because he just laid on Bozer, they gave it to him based on control, which is really not a thing. I expect Bozer to come out here fired up, use his athleticism, his speed, get in and out. The only thing he has to watch out for is St. Prue does have a very good double leg takedown, but I think Bozer learned his lesson from the last fight against Latifi. He keeps the fight standing and he gets it done. Tanner Bozer here. And it is under that uh, minus 200 number that we love. So minus 175 for this guy. I, I would consider it just as a fan, my favorite bet of the entire card. Just for me. Just for me. All right. Before we get to the main event, I need another Parker's parlay. Give me three guys. Ladies, too, uh, that you like to bring the number down. What do you have? Andre Touchy Feely over Daniel Pineda. Look, Pineda came back to the UFC with an upset win over Herbert Burns in his last fight. We saw him get exposed. His cardio, you know, he he comes out, he throws a lot really early on. Feely has seen it all. Feely can rely on the ground game. As we saw against Bryce Mitchell, he did not get submitted and really fought through adversity there. I think Feely is just too good, too smart for this. And I think where he was immature, which was killing him in his career. He's now the matured, high IQ fighter. And in this fight, he needs to get the win. That's when he fights best. Andre Feely is the first leg. Julia Vila is coming off her first loss. She is fighting someone who literally just got 10-8 rounded over three rounds against Yana Kutsiaka. As, and I probably butchered that last name, but the first one I got right. Avila, Avila is the better striker. She comes up very fast. And she will be the better grappler as long as she doesn't get sloppy on top and get thrown in an arm bar because that's the only thing her opponent has is good arm bars. She's a smart fighter. She will get it done as well. That's why she's probably the heaviest favorite on the card. And Hani Barcelos, this guy just screams violence. He comes out there and he comes to hurt you, bring the pain, and he's trying to get to the top as fast as he can. Look for Barcelos to make a statement over Timur. I like this parlay here a lot at plus 167. Oh, I certainly do too. I love that number uh, with those three names. All right, we are to the main event of the evening. Don't call me. You know, it's actually a true story that Buffer actually called ESPN once when I was using It's Talk. Tell him to stop using this. Stop. All right. Main event. Gone. Volkov. Every main event in the UFC, regardless of whether it's for a title or not, is now five rounds. So what do you like here? You got two guys that have the capability of finishing, but they just 
don't very often. I know Volkov came off one, but, you know, again, so I don't want to come off too hypocritical. But if you look at most of his fights, he's just a very poised fighter. You know, the fight against Derek Lewis, he was winning until he wasn't at the end of the third round, you know, or at the end of the fight, whatever it was. When it comes to Cyril Gaon, we just saw him against Rosenstrike, and he was very content on just getting the win. He doesn't want to get knocked out. He doesn't want to put himself in danger, so he keeps his distance. And if he gets the fight to the ground, he doesn't really – Against a guy in Volkov, he's not going to look for submissions. He's going to actually look to control and not get submitted. So I really, between the two, I think the odds should be closer in the fight. I think it should be maybe Cyril Gaon minus like 110 at best. So that's why I'm having a hard time picking which side. I like over three and a half rounds here. I don't think, I think the first round, they're just going to feel each other out. I think once Volkov does touch Gaon, Gaon's going to bring the fight to the ground where Volkov has a lot of trouble getting off his back against a strong top wrestler in Gaon. So... Over three and a half at minus 162, in my opinion, is the best play for the main event. From the education side, we've done all that. But from the entertainment side, let's just say that we've won all these plays all night. And we have a little bit of house money. And we get to the main event and somebody does not want to bet the over three and a half rounds. Where would you be leaning toward in the main event? Because a lot of people like to pick a side. Sure. I like, I'm going to lean Cyril Gaon here. I think... Someone in Volkov struggles with physically stronger athletes that have good cardio, and Gon has proven that. You know, again, I think Volkov's biggest weakness is when he's on his back, he really has trouble getting up. You saw the fight against Curtis Blades. Volkov was the better striker of the two, but Blades just took him down with ease and laid on him for five rounds. Again, another guy who was just being very careful, didn't want to lose, felt that it was a main event, and it was more about winning than finishing. <clears throat> and we know sometimes if you don't bring the excitement and don't show that urgency – they don't market you. They don't bump you up. Gon caught a lot of flack for that in his last fight against Rosenstrike. But again, sometimes when you just keep winning against top-ranked guys, they're forced to put you there. And in this situation, I just think Gon, he'll be the stronger guy. He has the option to wrestle. Volkov really does not. And that's why I would lean Cyril Gon. But the big money fight is with Francis Naganu, and you've got to earn it. And you're exactly right. These fighters, every weight class, need to understand you've got to be exciting if you want that big paycheck. It's, it goes hand in hand. It really does. All right, we're up against it. Let's grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap for the UFC card on Saturday. Again, early start time, prelims, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Now, we're going to go Tim Means, minus 130. Tanner Bozier, minus 175. God Volkov, over three and a half rounds in the main event. And then Parker's UFC parlay, Fili Avila Barcelos, uh, one, plus 167. We can't do any more than that. We lead you to the water, but you have to drink. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA tickets straight to the pay window. For my guy with the Duck Army, Ian Parker, the jeweler, our executive producer, puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. It doesn't matter the sport. We're here for the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.